One of the reasons I love about Pentecost is it's a fascinating feast. It's got so much to it. We're just talking about all the physical offerings mm-hmm. there were. I'm talking about free will offerings because the theme of Pentecost is this idea of free will offerings. But of course, you have to stop each time and, and realize anytime God brings something up, it's going to have two sides. It's mm-hmm. like, always like a coin. It's always got both aspects. And so he says, bring a free will offering. But of course, what is it that God gave us that's so special? It's this idea that we have a free will. Yeah. We're not slaves. We came, I mean, it's his land. But we're on a pilgrimage with him. We're strangers, mm-hmm. we're foreigners, but it's our land. No, no, it's his. It's it's all this back and forth. And when he says, I want you to bring me, I like, you see what my free will, will offering looks like. What does yours look like? Mm-hmm. And so when you think about it, God is only ever going to ask you to give what he gave you. Yeah. You're never going to ever have to give him something he didn't give you. And he's given us everything, oh so... My goodness. <laughs> I mean, one of the obvious connections that Pentecost has to the many, we talked about of the Shemitah of, and Jubilee, it's it's this free will offering that's just always there. During Shemitah, you must release all the debt. Everything that the land produces is yours for the taking and the eating, but it's not just yours, it's everybody else's too. And mm-hmm. suddenly it's like, it's like, wow. So you're, you're, you're yielding, you're just, it's a, it's a big deal. It's not an easy thing to do. And especially not easy if you try to, uh, I don't know, try to legalize the thing. That's what the Jews have done, obviously. And, right. and it's not worked very well for them. They have to keep making more rules to apply to make sure that rule works right or what. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really the Pharisees, not the Jews in general. It's just this Pharisaical, and that's really from Satan. It's nothing to do with any people group, but they're trapped by their own legalism. And that's why one of the reasons we pray for them, because that is it's a terrible trap to be... Uh, I can't imagine not having Jesus, and certainly... That's yeah, a tough catch-22 there. Yeah. All the rules without yeah. Jesus? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That is crazy, crazy tough. Um, here's the commands. You shall keep the Feast of Weeks to Yehovah your God with the tribute of a free will offering from your hand, which you shall give as Yehovah your God blesses you. You shall rejoice before Yehovah your God. You... And your son and your daughter, your male servant, your female servant, the Levite who is within your gate, the stranger, the fatherless, and the widow who are among you. He left out the dogs and cats. It's pretty much the only one not in this one. (laughs) At the place where Jehovah your God chooses to make his name abide. You shall remember that you were a slave in Egypt, and you shall be careful to observe these statutes. Goodness, there is... This grand blessing that's coming from God. And yet, at the same time, he always says, hey, don't forget, Mr. Free, you were a slave. I set you free. I set you free. What does that mean to you? What is your response to that? How how does that affect you? Do you strangle the one that owes you or do you graciously forgive the one that hurts you? What do you do? Do you forgive him or do you mm. hold it against him? All the forgiveness I gave you, is that, is that enough? Do you need more? You know, mm. I told David, if, I, if, you, if you needed more, I'd have given you more. And yet you took, you killed, you did this. Yeah. There's a lot of themes that's wrapped up in this. Shavuot or Pentecost is about thanking God for all he provides. And what's the best way to be thankful? Truly, truly thankful. According to God, you give to someone in need. 
God has commanded us to rejoice. And generally, you know, in the tabernacles where it's one of the other feasts, you, you, you rejoice for a whole week. And you give. You give in a charitable manner. You think about God and rejoice. You think about others and you give. Hmm. That's how you rejoice towards people. You give to them. Sometimes it's words. Mm-hmm. Encouragement is love. Yeah. It's forgiveness. That's how you give. Other times you literally give of yourself and you give financially and whatever. Uh, uh, you know the verse. Be joyful at your festival, right? Right. You, your sons and daughters. Well, that's a family thing. I mean, that's easy. I mean, how hard is that? You're, you're taking care of your family. And then the heart of Shemitah and Yobel starts to, or the Jubilee starts to shine a light on the Pentecost commands. We're given the land a rest as well as anyone who doesn't have a home to go back to or is hindered from going back for other reasons. So here's who we're giving to male and female servants, the Levites, the foreigners, the fatherless, the widows who live in your towns. Why? And you shall remember that you're a slave in Egypt, that you were a slave, and you shall be careful to observe these statutes. Pentecost is a grand jubilee, a yovel, the time of liberty and release. Hmm. For seven days, celebrate the festival to Jehovah your God at the place Jehovah will choose. There's talk about tabernacles. For Jehovah your God will bless you in all your harvest and all the work of your hands, and your joy will be complete. So... You notice that once joy gets involved, it just starts growing. This Pentecost time becomes tabernacle time, which is more joy. No one should appear before him empty-handed. God will never come into your presence empty-handed. He will give you life, strength, grace, a future, a dream, a vision, a family, a hope. He'll Mm. give you all of himself every single day, 24-7. That's why we don't come into his presence empty-handed. Because what are we saying? I'm... In order to come into God's presence empty-handed, you have to not receive something from him. That's what you have to do. You have to refuse to receive from him. Right. Isaiah 42, I will bring the blind by a way they did not know. I'll lead them in paths they have not known. I'll make darkness light before them and crooked places straight. These things I'll do for them and not forsake them. The 50 days of counting to Pentecost is a time to reflect on our character, to prepare ourselves Mm -hmm. to receive as well as to live out God's word. Mm -hmm. Receiving the Torah seven weeks after God miraculously brought them out of Egypt, out of bondage, men only accepting the privilege of knowing God and his word and living as set-apart people, that's the privilege. It also meant accepting responsibility of what the word exhorts us to do. That may be the tougher part or maybe the easy part. The word of God commanded them to provide for the Levites and the fatherless and the widows and the foreigners. The blessings God has freely given us are not just for our own gain. That's a tough one to learn. We're to share with others who are in need. It was for this reason that God also commanded the people not to harvest the entire field, but to leave the corners of the field for the poor. I don't mm. know if you're, if you're um, I don't know if it's uh, OCD-ish quality or what the thing is, but you know, are you one of those that has to complete things? You know, it's, it's that last bit that's not done that drives you crazy. I know. Leave it for the poor. Mm. Leave it undone. Leave it there. It's like that you're having the best meal of your life and you leave the last bite on the plate. That's tough. The 50-day journey through the desert from Egypt to God's mountain was to prepare, prepare them to constantly be on pilgrimage. Psalm 84.5 says, Blessed is the man whose strength is in you, whose heart is set on pilgrimage. God would own the land and own them so that he could care for both. That was the life of blessing that God had prepared. Exodus 6 says this. It's God showing Moses the grand plan 
I've also established my covenant with them, Israel, to give them the land of Canaan, the land of their pilgrimage in which they were strangers. So it was never a journey to the promised land, but a, a life journey through the land that God would lease to them so he could provide through every need. That's what Pentecost is. It's the fulfillment of all that, where God gets to pour out on you. And it's weird because you wouldn't think of it, but when you look at it back there, all the sacrifices and this and that, it's, it can easily just go, you know, it just, you miss it. But a pilgrimage life of giving and receiving is the heart of Pentecost and Shemitah and, and Yovel Jubilee. So we've got to learn what it is to pilgrimage. Yeah.